Big money, big money. Oh yeah, big money. Daddy's gonna win tonight. One time, come on, come on, please. One time, just one time. Oh please, give me an ace. Oh, you idiot. Ah, oh, just give me one more. No, I'll make it back tomorrow. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Hello and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit, the podcast where three guys uh, talk about subjects selected at random by the random topic generator. Joining me today is the uh, purveyor of finest maple syrup in the land, Michael Hodges. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm very good. In fact, I was enjoying my maple syrup on the weekend during thanks- Canadian Thanksgiving. And um, I was sharing the, the sweet, sweet syrup with uh, my family-in-law. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I think I'm going to stop you there before it gets a little blue. Um, also joining us on the line is the purveyor of all the finest pizza in the land, Croft and Steers. Uh, Captain Steers, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, Bo. Uh, well, you know what? I'm also a little bit cranky. I feel an edge today, if you will. So you want me to go easy on you with the with the uh, derisive comments? No, no. Um, if anything, I will lay out more derisive comments, Bo, you unemployed <laughs> hooligan. Um, I will say, though, that this is our first podcast back after a little bit of a break i'm not sure would this be our, our a season premiere or something or are we in a new season of podcasts or is this just you know uh you know what we did we 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 prorogued our podcast for a bit i don't know what prorogued Pro- means. that's because you're uh disengaged with politics <laughs> like don't you know our government you gotta watch uh, anyways yeah i don't just, really like shut down government, government for oh okay like the government yeah, and it shut that, down government for no reason. Same reason why you decided we wouldn't do podcasts for no reason. Would you say then that it's my responsibility that we that I initiated the prorogue because uh, it's my responsibility that we had the week off? Actually, well, I would say Pro- that if, you know, you, you're you're basically uh, the prime minister of this podcast, oh, and okay. I'm probably the, the, I'm probably the leader of the opposition, and Crofton is Mike Duffy. <laughs> I was going to say he's a page, he's a page, and he passes notes to That's like an inside I'm a corrupt joke. Senator. Yeah. Corrupt senator. For old Anyhow, Canadians. yes. All right, yeah. So um, it is nice. It is nice to be back. Yeah, we are back and in full force. We're not going anywhere. Um, I had to take the week off because, as I mentioned in the previous episode. Um, I'm no longer uh, employed, and so there's a lot of things I had to wrap up that week. Just got kind of busy, but we're back, and uh, we'll be here uh, twice a week, just like usual. All right. Um, you guys took are... a, Sorry, took a long time for security to escort you out of the building, I guess. Yeah, it took quite a while. I had to claw. I have there's finger marks all along the walls <laughs> the whole way down. Uh, so, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, you guys ready to get into a topic? Or do you have anything else you'd like to share with listeners before we go? Uh, yeah, let's, let's just do a topic, I'd say. I'm going to try something different today, which is holding a rag over my mouth to try to stop the fumes from going into my lungs, because <clears throat> I think that it's shortening my lifespan, but uh, we'll see how that goes. So, okay, hang on. Before we start, um, I did yeah, want to say uh, one more thing that's different about today's oh, okay. episode. Sorry, really quick. I'm doing the podcast standing up. So there's this whole thing about your diaphragm and how you project your voice better when you're standing up. So, uh, you know, for those paying attention, I'm standing up today. All right, you ready to go, Mike? I, I 
Well, no, I have to respond to that oh, now. Okay. <laughs> because, because I think I feel like it's like it's like you were googling a 1930s radio and all these like old guys in suits and ties standing up in front of the tin can. But every time I see any radio being recorded, uh, you know, and you can see it uh, sometimes as they have video or whatever, people are always sitting. So how true could that be? Yeah, well, you know, I'm a pro, so that's the whole deal. And I just insulted pretty much every other person that does a show. I'm pretty sure. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not. <clears throat> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna are you... pull, pull on the cord well, here. And wait, this wait. Thing going. No? Bo, are you wearing pants? I'm wearing pants. Yes. Thank you for asking. All right, we can proceed. <laughs> All right. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> he's really choking in there, Crofton. <laughs> <laughs> And the topic Bert, today Bert, is. Well, it, are you okay? Worked slightly. Yeah, no, I just had the rag over my mouth, but um, yeah, it didn't work that much. So today, the topic is gambling. Okay, gambling. I've done a lot of that. Oh, you have? I've done precious little. Yeah, I've gambled. Where yeah, do you want to start? Capacity. Sorry, we're all talking at the same yeah. time and cutting each other off. Yeah, uh, no, no. He, uh, Bo, Bo was big into online poker there for a while, if I recall. Yeah, so gambling, I think everyone knows what gambling it is. You risk uh, money uh, for the promise of more money. And um, so the biggest, the most common type of gambling you see is probably the lottery. Everyone participates in the lottery at some point in their lives just because it's pretty cheap. And, you know, yeah, you always pick up tickets. Have you guys, have either of you never gambled? As like an activity, yeah. Okay, Mike. Uh, yeah, but it, as a as a general point, I make a point of not gambling these days. Like the only gambling that exists in my life currently, like I mean, when I was a kid, I bought a lottery ticket or whatever. But um, these days, the only gambling I see is when someone in my office is walking around trying to raise funds for some good charity and it's like would you like to buy into the 50-50 draw and i say i don't gamble like a big jackass <laughs> and, and, and then so raise money for your social committee or something i know it's like we're trying to raise money to stop cancer and i'm like uh excuse me i don't gamble and then i just don't give them any money <laughs> well well but um yeah so here's something for you because there's gambling as in gambling for games like there's games of chance that you play for money and then um, one would argue that a life is not lived without any form of risk and reward. So gambling and understanding the nature of gambling is an important feature for everyone's lives. Well, yeah, I, I can see what you mean, like taking a gamble in life or whatever. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embark on a venture. I'm going to start a business or whatever. You can, you can argue that that's, you know, that's a form of gambling. Or is that what we're talking about today? Are we going to be talking about all colors of gambling? Or well, are we talking about, I, in particular, I'd games like of chance, casinos, and that sort of thing? Yes, the last one. I think that that's... We will talk about gambling and problem gambling. We're not talking about taking chances. We're talking about putting money on the line for something, betting on the outcome of of something. Games of chance, I think. I think we got to focus on yeah. that. Okay, well, we can focus on games of chance, but if you are starting a business that is – some people might call that kind of stuff a game, and you're putting up I, capital I say as that risk. And so maybe see, it we, won't be the focus of our conversation, but I think it's too large to ignore. I would see. I would disagree completely with that. I think that 
if you're starting a business and you're smart and you have a business plan, there's and there's and there's a market for your product. There's no, it's not gambling. I really disagree with that. I think that if you start <laughs> a business about something you know nothing about and have no concept of whether or not anyone would buy it, maybe that's gambling. But that's just poor business planning. I I think that g- gambling being like. I think the New York Giants are going to beat the Washington Redskins tonight, and I will bet you $20 that they will, and then they do or <laughs> they some, don't. And they some use- people would make the same argument that you just made about that. They would say, if you're well-informed, you know, no, 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 If you're well-informed on the players, if you're well-informed on the, on the uh, you know, on, on all the different little conditions, you can make an educated, because yeah, like if you start, if you start at your own business, even if you're really, really informed, if you embark on any sort of life choice, even if you're really informed and planning, it's taking a risk and can be considered a gamble in some way shape or form so i i think it's hard to draw a uh, draw a line there it's easier to draw a line in between things that are like games as opposed to life decisions right because th- okay. we we there there's a portion of the our community that would look down upon anyone playing games of chess and risking their money as um a poor decision and i think that we think of gambling as that thing but really what you're talking about is you're looking for your edge so if you have a 95 percent chance of succeeding at your business because you're smart and well informed um do you not do it no but you accept the possibility that there's a five percent chance that uh, you would be unsuccessful um you know and there's whole businesses based on that insurance is based understanding the fundamentals of gambling is important to businesses like insurance and uh, I'm sure many uh, banking, you know, and, and, you know, that thing with the bailout uh, had to do with making, you know, uh, bad bets on things, irresponsible bets. And there are certain areas of your life where gambling, you should never gamble away your last dollars. Everyone knows that that's a poor decision. But um, all right. So let's uh, Mike, I think you had something you well, wanted to say. Well, what I want to say is, I mean, we're, we're setting the parameters of, of this discussion. And I and I think that. I, I mean, yes, there's elements of gambling in, I guess, everything, but I think that for the purposes of a discussion to be like, yeah, it's anytime you try something new, that's gambling. And I feel like that's not gambling in the context in which most people understand it to be. And and those elements of true gambling enter certain businesses like insurance companies and like certain uh, financial uh, industries. Uh, that That is true ga- gambling. And sometimes the stock market is true is true gambling, but that's yeah. not the same as like running a business or just taking a chance. It's not the same as like I just I feel like you're opening a can of worms to be yeah. like for the purpose of the conversation. Like think that you played a lot of poker, and I feel like that's a good example of gambling as it's commonly understood. I don't. We shouldn't get into like business strategy as like sure. Talking okay, about so then we'll, we'll we can steer the conversation towards games of chance. But I wouldn't. I would. I would differ on your point that uh, you know that isn't gam- like businesses isn't gambling. I think it is gambling. It's just uh, you have to it look is, at a different level of abstraction. But uh, I'm willing to focus. I, I on think the I'm some, I'm somewhere in between both of you on this because I, I do. I don't think it's as black and white as Mike says, especially when he's talking about you know say sports gambling, poker game. There's a difference between flipping a coin with it and 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 that is a game of complete chance or. Or roulette, for that matter, and and something like like poker or sp- sports, uh, and that I'm not saying they're not 
they're not gambling, but but I definitely think that there's there's there are levels of inform and it's and and it's the same with 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 you know certain decisions in life like you're you're t- when you're taking a high level of risk or a certain amount of risk you can quantify that as gamble people people say taking it you know I'm going to take a gamble on this or whatever and but I I do agree that for the context of the conversation we need to set some. Parameters, and I think that that it is worth just concentrating on uh, uh, when discussing gambling. Because well, we can talk about insurance till the cows come home, but let's and we'll do that on a separate podcast. I hope, but like in this, in this, I think we should focus just on you know what is the pop culture perception of gambling. What you know the games of chance that what you go into a casino and do playing the lotto was a good example too. I think. Okay, I'm willing to agree uh, with that. I, like- I, I, well, okay, yeah, and just to make that point, uh, recently, uh, make that point again, recently in Ottawa, where we live, except for you, Bo, who are across the river, um, th- there's been discussion recently about gambling because they're talking about putting new casinos in the city of Ottawa. And this has raised a lot of conversations. Some uh, local radio shows will have a call- call-in shows where they're talking about um, the issues surrounding gambling. And it's not they're not talking about trying to control the business industry. Like, like it's just... I think we really need to be like I know you say I'm being black and white, but I think when people talk about problem gambling and the issues of gambling on society, they're not talking about business people trying to start businesses. I mean, we can talk about it in the broader context. I mean, I, I think you and I both disagree fundamentally on on the terminologies here, and I think Crofton outlined a pretty good. Let's keep it to games of chance, okay. and f- which are for, for for profit generally when you talk about casinos, anyway. Yeah. All right, I'm willing to do that. Um, so I've, amongst the three of us, probably gambled the most money away. <laughs> uh, I'm not really big on the games of chance, things like roulette or you know stuff that you find in a casino. Actually, I've barely spent any time in a brick-and-mortar casino. I don't really go out to the casino. Where I've spent most of my time gambling, however, is uh, I like to play games, and I discovered... Um, you know, a little game called poker. Back when I didn't have, you know, much money, I was working a minimum wage job. So I thought, uh, oh, hey, this is appealing. Um, I think you get sucked into gambling because you say, well, if I can uh, beat this game or if I can just get lucky, I'll have a bit of a payday. And that was my initial introduction into poker. It was uh, party poker at the time was the big site. And um, I would only gamble maybe $20, $25 at a time at the small tables and uh, you know, would lose my money quite frequently, although on several occasions you'd build your money up and lose it down again. Uh, however, poker as a game of chance differs from most other gambling in the sense that you have the possibility as a skilled player to get an edge over your opponent. So, you know, if you could, f- uh, if we could roll a dice and on an, you know, let's say it's a six sided dice and on a six you win the bet and on one, two, three, four, five I win the bet, I'd do that all day. And if I lost all of my money on this kind of a bet, it was still a mathematically correct decision, but that's the nature of gambling. Poker, not to the, that extreme, but functions similarly, and that's why it has such broad appeal. And maybe poker is also a u- unique case scenario when we talk have this gambling discussion. But, um, you know, having the edge is always the winner. That's effectively what casinos do. Most of their games have the edge in their favor, and they'll give away tons and tons of money, knowing that in the long run, their ratio is going to sustain them. Uh, That being said, you know, they can run into problems if they do pay out too much all at one time and cue Hollywood movies about 
legs being broken and things like that in Vegas. Uh, so, you know, on the subject of gambling, I enjoy the game of poker quite a bit, and it falls under the category of gambling, but, um, you know, I can't get behind gambling that is not mathematically in my favor. And I think, I, I think understanding what gambling is is really important to the conversation. Um, but, you know, we have, there are plenty of case stories where people have lost their shirts gambling on things like video poker uh, and, you know, roulette and things like that, even blackjack for that matter. Um, so my experience is overall favorable. I feel like games of chance are just a distillation of a feature, uh, like an intangible feature of life that we know that people enjoy engaging in and participating in. Um, and don't they don't really uh, I don't think they make that connection as to how it affects their life. One of the you know, I, I, overall, I'm a losing poker player uh, in the long run. I, I haven't been able to sustain that edge and win. And that's why I don't play anymore. Be, but um, I've gained invaluable lessons about myself. Losing your money and being beat by opponents um, teaches you a lot about other people and especially about yourself and how you react to things. So it's a very philosophical game. Uh, that's my sense of gambling. Do you guys have any gambling experiences where you lost your shirt or just had a, had a or know somebody that had a bad experience, but maybe we won't name them because, you know, we don't want to embarrass them? I have I'll start I'll start with my limited limited gambling experience. When I was in high school, one of my first jobs is I would uh, I would babysit uh, and I'd make like once a week and I'd make maybe 25 bucks uh, a week. And so at the end of the week, like I didn't like, I didn't mind babysitting, but let's face it as a teenager, you don't necessarily want to spend your Friday or Saturday night babysitting. Uh, So if I could get out of it, uh, I would consider that a win. And so what, what I would do is there was this game in, in, I lived in Quebec in the time it's called Mise Jure. It essentially was uh, a, a lottery in which you would bet on sports games. And so I would take, always take my last $2 of the, of the $25, which I had, you know, gone through throughout a week. Maybe I'd spend that $25 uh, throughout the week. I'd take the last $2 and I would, I would buy a lotto ticket uh, in which you had to bet, on on certain sports teams, the minimum you could bet was on three games, and you, all you had to do was say the the winner. So if you you could go from three to six, either win, loss, or a tie. Uh, the big money if you predicted a tie, and that was it. You would you would make a lot of money. But the very I would always bet the absolute minimum, which was three games, and I would I would always look at the 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 teams with the best best record, and I and. I would bet that they would win. So I would make the minimal amount of money that you could make out of the, uh, that $2 if you got all three right. And that ended up generally being about 20 bucks. Turning that $2 into 20 bucks, if you bet on all three games, you got all the three winners. And then I wouldn't have to babysit that week. And there was one time I remember where I had a run of like four weeks where I was, I, I didn't have to, uh, you know, street, I didn't, baby. I pretty much. Yeah, it was a hot streak. And, uh, and I remember being like, oh man, this is pretty good. And then... The next week, the week to, uh, that ended my hot streak, I still remember because I was like, you know what? I just keep putting $2 down. If I put the full 20 down instead of the $2, because you could put down as oh, much as you want. double down. Then I'm going to make a shit ton of money. And so <laughs> I, I did that. Uh, and obviously, um, my... 
my weakness for the home team was my downfall in this. Uh, and and, uh, and in the end, I didn't win that one week, so I lost my whole 20 bucks. Wait, you made a mathematically incorrect decision? Like, that, that's what you're saying? I no, I'm saying I, the teams I bet on didn't win that week. Oh, okay, you uh, mentioned your them, home team. It, to me, it sounds like maybe you. Well, picked, I yeah. bet. Yeah, they they had they were they were more wins than losses, but they weren't a sure bet. The idea was that I would generally go in with the sure bets, right? And yeah. and I didn't go in with the sure bet. So so yeah, I got I got burnt, but I got burnt bigger than I had ever been burnt before. I lost my whole twenty bucks, right? So uh, <laughs> after that, like. Uh, I got the high highs and the low lows of gambling, but I didn't recognize <laughs> at the time that there was there was no real merit to what to what I was doing. It was clearly, uh, you know, even though there was some guesswork involved, some knowledge of the teams and their their players, it really it really ended up being uh, a, a situation where too much was out of my hands. Too much of the, uh, of my my money, my um, the, the control was out of my hands, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and some would argue that that's exciting, and I did get a kick out of watching the games. Like I'd be watching the games that night, and it added, you know, it added a little something. It made me like, oh, you know, games I wouldn't care about normally. I was much more invested in. So I I can see the merits. Uh, Mike, do you have a gambling story? Well, I, I don't uh, really, personally, other than the fact that I grew up, because my dad loves gambling, and I always will say, Dad, why do you gamble so much? And he'd be like, Michael, I don't gamble. Uh, I just participate in sports pools. And I'll be like, Dad, that, I'll be like, Dad that's gambling. And then he'd be, he'd be like, no, no, it's not gambling. Uh, but I will say, uh, <laughs> my dad's a very emotional guy, I, w- I would say. Like, um, he, you know, it's, you can tell what kind of mood he's in he's very passionate. easily. He's <laughs> yeah. Yes. So when I was a kid, you know, you'd uh, I'd be, you know, say he's watching sports game downstairs all through the house. You could hear him shouting like, "Go!" Yeah! Ah! Just screaming because someone needs to make a touchdown or someone needs or someone has got a, an interception was made and he's got money on the game. So the highs and lows are very very apparent. Yeah. And um so uh, my whole whole life, I suppose, and to this day, um, I would still go over the. You know, if it's in football season, you know, we go over for a family gathering. My dad's like, I just got to watch the game downstairs, and I'm not that into sports, so I won't watch. But you'll just hear him shouting at the TV downstairs, and you know, he's done well. Sometimes there's been times where he's brought home the pot, you know, sixteen hundred bucks or something like that. And he, yeah. but I feel like if you probably did. You know how much he didn't win the pot versus how much he won. I, I, I mean, who knows what it is? Uh, I, I assume he probably is overall lost, but I don't really know. Maybe he's breaking even. I, uh, who knows? Um, but that, that's my kind of experience and my my view of this as like the we were like the mathematical advantage when you talk about poker as if there's some like mathematical advantage, Bo. I just am like I just don't buy it because. Um, Aside from the fact that the gambling that most people participate in is a clearly mathematical disadvantage, like the lottery, where you, where they'll always say, you know, your odds of winning that Powerball or something are yeah. like one in a billion. But if you do, you win so much money, and that's yeah. the kind of that's how it works, right? Obviously, yeah. the few have to win for for the many to to um, you know, everyone has to participate, and few have to win, and that's why you get big payouts. Yeah. And the thing is, ga- poker, you could say, oh, poker, you know, you can learn to be good at poker, and I feel like, yeah. To a certain extent, you know, I could I could see it's not as cut and dry as like fifty flip flip a coin and see how it turns out. 
Um, there's more to it than that, I agree, but I, I, it's fundamentally still a game of chance, which is why it's big in casinos and why more people lose than win. Like, there is definitely not, if everyone is like, oh, I'm all gonna, we're all going to study poker, they're not all going to be poker champions. They're going to be mostly poker losers, and yeah. some are going to be winners, and that will shift around as it does with the pros. Sometimes they're on top, sometimes they, they, they build back up. They're better than the average player, but they're still subject to chance. And, I mean, you can make a living off it, to a certain extent but a lot of people you know that can go all over the place yeah. a lot of people have lost everything they have trying to make a living out of it yeah and i think um you know i could answer a lot of your questions about the specifics of poker and how that actually works um i won't i try not to belabor the point too much but in you know in poker you want to play if you're if you're doing it for the right reasons which the purpose of poker is to sit down and to make money um, you want to play with the worst possible players you possibly can. Those, and the thing that makes poker appealing is those worst players will win, and that will bring them back. Um, if, you, if everyone in the world studied poker and was amazing at it, then your edge is gone, and you are you, you know, at parity with everyone else, which means you're fully subject to chance. But if you sit down with people uh, referred to as fish, if you are a shark and you find the fish, um, you will make money in the long run because you'll I- exploit their mistakes and capitalize, you'll cap- you know, capitalize on the advantage when you have it. In that sense, it's kind of like combat or you know, like any other sort of competition, um, except that this one is done with you know, mathematics and understanding of risk. You know, and I think when we think of gambling, first there's because you mentioned that people lose it all, and that both of you had stories where you know your your father would be pretty um, upset if he lost, and probably in the long run he lost. And I know Crofton, you doubled down and lost it all, and so that's uh, you know poor bankroll management. <laughs> you know, in that particular case. Oh no, I don't doubt that. Yeah, bankroll management's a thing. Like you don't. The lottery, for just I'll let you I'll let you jump in a second. But the, the lottery, for example, it's supposed to be minimal investment for maybe a good chance at a big thing. So you only want to really buy one ticket in that particular case if you are going to participate. If you spent ten grand, you would be that uh, would be a horrible mistake. And um, you know, sim- with other similar games of chance, throwing down more money and doubling down, unless you're feeling risky, your, your bankroll management is really important. You have to always use a tolerable level of capital for risk. So, um, okay, go ahead, Crofton. Sorry. Yeah. I was just, I was just going to say that like, I, Mike's point is well, well made though. As much, as much as you want to detail, detail all this stuff that, it, yeah, there, there is a chance that you can do well on poker, but for the most part, it's, it's still, it's mostly a, a game of chance as is, uh, much of, much of gambling, um, all of gambling really. But there's two, there's two, uh, two talking about this, there's two components to it. That that I see, they're in, they're interconnected, but also two separate things that I have separate opinions on, which is interesting. One is the act of gambling as a financial investment. So, like as as saying, I want to make money. You know, oh, I'm gonna. There's a chance that I can make money here. This is this is. Uh, I'm I'm taking this money, and I think I can turn it into more money via via poker, or whatever. Okay, that's that's one thing. Via and then game. on the other hand. Yeah, yeah, like, but that with the idea of that it's going to turn, it's going to make me money. A, a focus on the money and a focus on the game is the other one, and that is like when I was talking about putting the two dollars down, or when Mike was talking about his dad. There's like there is an added 
enjoyment to the to to watching watching the the hockey game or maybe there's an added element sometimes when we play risk i like everybody putting down five dollars before because risk is a long game it makes them committed and it allows for sort of negotiations at the end where like you've got two guys who can sort of it just adds a little something to the game really i don't care about the money in so much is the element that it adds to the game there's sort of an element uh, um there's, I don't know, uh, uh, an intangible of enjoyment that it adds to to a game. Yeah. However, the whole financial part is not attract is not attractive to me, and I would never, I would never like. I know lots of people uh, who have who have devoted themselves, especially to online poker, but other things, with the idea that they're gonna they're gonna turn a profit in the end, and that's like the the, the game part of it. I find appealing. The money part of it, not so much. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Oh, it does. I think um, it, it, Mike. I just wanted to ask you your your trepidation with um, trepidation with the gambling. Is it more of a moral thing, or is it more of a um, just that you know, like in the end, nobody ever really wins? Well, I'd like I'd like to uh, just touch on what Crofton said okay. there because I, I think he stated it out pretty well. The because there is an entertainment value, and I think that that's what a lot of people would say the gaming industry is ba- based on. And there's something in that people like to go to the casino. You know, if people can keep track this just for fun it does add an element of excitement yeah. and i say i've never gambled but i have played poker with friends i think even you guys included where you put in everyone pays five dollars and yeah. you play poker even though i find it a boring game i just find you know and if you win which i have on occasion it's like well it's exciting and that's fun and for five bucks like whatever that's a cheap uh cheap evening and maybe you win it, and if not you still had fun with your friends i see that is that that's that's a fine thing but um going to what the question you just asked about the morality of it I feel like the bottom line of gambling as a whole is it what it is it's it is I think fundamentally is taking advantage of people. Now, I think in terms of big uh, of of casinos that have games clearly stacked in their favor and when governments engage in gambling they do it to generate money because it does reliably. So in Canada and probably the states too I don't know too much about it, but here the the, the there's a provincial like gaming sort of licensing body and they allow a certain amount of gambling and they take a big cut of it and it provides a lot of money to the province because yeah. they win and yeah. so it's, it's taking advantage of the masses and and you talk about poker as if it's like this you know way that you could make a living or whatever but even when you when you state it out it's clearly it, taking advantage of people the the, the the difference there is that maybe if you're you're an individual you could take advantage of all these fish as you put it these uh, these kind of people who think they're good at poker but are not which is the majority of people who play and they're lured into the game the same reason anyone's lured into gambling of of the prospect of like oh i think i'm i think i can win or i feel lucky or i think i have talent and the, the bottom line is it's 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 what it's about is taking advantage um, of people's gullibility to a certain extent. Because I think when you look at, when you understand, and you, you talk about understanding risk, but I think when you also understand chance, that if, if, you, if you really think about that, it's like it's, ne- it's almost never a logical decision. So I think Crofton's point's well made. Is it a fun thing to do? Sometimes, yeah. And if you can, you can keep control of it, sure. Uh, but but if you, when people get into it and think like, I'll make my living off that, and because there's some people that do, they say, look at this guy, he wins a game. I could, I'm studying it. I'll be that too. And that that has led a lot of people into horrible places. Uh, we talk about like suicide and just losing the families being destroyed. It's up there. You know, gambling is often lumped with 
alcoholism and drug addiction as a real problem in society. And I think it's because it takes advantage of, and, and it plays a lot on emotions. And there's studies that talk about dopamine release, the highs and lows of gambling that provide the same type of thing as drugs. You know, people go in there and they get an endorphin rush when they win. And then they feel like shit when they lose, but they want to get back in there because you can get that win and you get that dopamine rush. It works the same way in the brain. And I think it's it's just taking advantage. And it's unfortunate that I think we have it in society. I, I guess you could see where I'm leaning on this issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to pull in verdicts. Uh, Crofton, do you have anything more yeah, to add? Yeah, I am too. Uh, n- not, uh, not too much, Dad. I think we can, uh, we can move on uh, to verdicts. The one question I'd ask Mike, playing a bit of devil's advocate on his last point, is I understand, I understand 100% what you're saying about taking advantage, but you know, you know your $5 analogy for playing poker with friends, if it was like, say I say to myself, oh, you know, I'm going to, because I know a lot of people like this, I'm going to spend 50 bucks at the casino tonight. And, you know, you, you pretty much expect you're going to lose it, but you're 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 going in there uh, and either you're going to make some money or you're going to have fun for, you know, $50 as opposed to spending that $50 on like a concert kit, ticket or whatever. You're, you're going to, you're, you're saying that tonight I'm going to the casino and this is, this is what I'm going to do. Now, obviously that's in a, a controlled setting. You, you, you have, you have um, a, a finite amount of money that you've set aside. Now, I, don't, I wouldn't consider that as being taken advantage of necessarily. It's, it, it's they're providing you with entertainment, sort of for for your money. On the other hand, when you see people who have little little to little control or who lose control, uh, then it really seems like they're being taken advantage of. You know, it doesn't seem like it's uniform on on everybody. Does that no, make sense? Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah, no. It does make sense. I think it's. I think it's the way those things function. Because in the same way that most people can can enjoy uh, a couple of beers and you know, or some couple glasses of wine on Friday night, and they can do that, and that's and they'll have a good time. There's nothing wrong with that. There's all, there's some people who just are become alcoholics and destroys their life. I'm not saying ban gambling, um, but in the same way that I would say that. You know, oh, uh, maybe we talked about getting into verdicts. Are we ready to get into verdicts? Because I can just link this into mine. Yeah, I'll go first. Yeah. Bring it <laughs> home. Bring it home. Sure. Baby. Right. So, I think I think gambling is bad. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> it's bad. Drug, drugs are bad. Okay. And and I think that drugs are bad too. And alcohol is also. Oh, man, I hope we don't do one on those. I've just blown my verdict. Spoilers, <laughs> spoilers, spoilers. But I mean, and but I say that you know with the caveat because I'm like I'm like I like a beer and I like to have a glass of wine now and then and like it's not it's not one of those super bad things. But when but when you just see how those types of things and gambling included absolutely destroy some people's lives. I mean, I shouldn't be laughing. I'm thinking about like you know guy in the bathroom stall. Calling his bookie at the casino, being like, "Just give me one more. No, I'll make it back tomorrow." And his like wife's divorcing him, and his house. You know, it's just, it's just, it's it's humorous, but also extremely sad. And there's people who get into that situation in the same way that there's crazy drug addicts in the street, and some people will smoke crack, and nothing will ever happen to them. You know, it's it's just it's bad because of how a certain segment of society just gets sucked into it. As a whole, I can see it's entertaining. It's it's vi- it's vice, right? You know, and they so that it will be fine for the majority of people and for some people destroy their lives and for that reason because of the consequences that it has of actually you know ending people's lives through suicides and you know other in other ways um i think that i have to say it's bad um even though there's elements of entertainment and you know 
Okay. So that that's where I stand. I on think that. I think it's appropriate that I jump in next, given that Crofton is the devil's at playing the role of devil's advocate here. Um, you know, I think my opinion on it uh, is that uh, gambling is good. And I'd like to explain that the reason why gambling good is because I view it as a universal feature of our lives and that we can distill it down into games. And generally speaking, the point is to exploit others. I think if you're sitting down to play a game, you're sitting down to win. So as long as you have two consenting partners playing the game, uh, there's nothing wrong with gambling your money. The problem to me is not the gambling. The problem to me is education about what the person is doing. Um, you know, like I, I, I've gambled, uh, you know, quite a bit playing poker. Um, I think overall, like my net losses are maybe, you know, four or 5,000 over the span of 12 years. Um, and really it's just, you know, in $25, $50 increments playing poker and enjoying my time playing it. Um, I ultimately decided not to play anymore because, you know, I wanted to focus my money elsewhere because, uh, as good as I can and those hot runs that I can go on and, and I can play really well. Overall, my decision was that my play was uh, lacked sufficient talent, and I didn't have the interest in investing the time because it does take a lot of time to study to be good at it. The saying, you know, about poker specifically is it's a hard, it's an easy way to hurt, it's a hard way to earn an easy living. Um, so, but that being said, I don't view, I don't want to call it vice, or I don't want to call it anything evil. I think games of chance are what they are, and I think if you sit down and do it, you need to do it responsibly. Um, they don't teach us about money in school, so I'd lay this at the feet of the ed- education system, and you know, parents as well, teaching people about money, teaching people exactly how this important feature of our lives work, because it's really about money, and it's really about understanding what risk is, because we all have money, and we can all do things with it. We can spend it, or we can save it, and we can try to make more with it by making educated risks with that money. Um, so overall, I think gambling's good. Crofton, you're up. Hey, it's me, Crofton. You know, I'll be honest, guys. Uh, this is It's pretty much good that I end it because you guys have very firm opinions and you make excellent points. I really, you know, I haven't gambled much, as my little story can attest to. Uh, so I was pretty undecided throughout throughout this one and I was listening to both um to both very carefully to to sort of see which which side I would come come down on. You both make great arguments. Um one thing one thing I I agree with everything Mike says about the minority about the minority that's that's really negatively affected by gambling to the to the point that their lives are ruined and and I recognize that that can happen with a a lot of different things but gambling is one of those 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 big things. So it it has a negative thing that would justify calling it bad for sure. Um, I've also enjoyed gambling, uh, both both you know in that 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 analogy I gave earlier, both in playing games with my friend, playing poker with my friends. Um, I've enjoyed <clears throat> I've enjoyed various elements associated with gambling. So on that side, I can definitely acknowledge it as being as being good um but the thing is in the end it it really provides no tangible benefit it's gone it's it's gone as soon as it's over like when when you play uh when you play a game or watch a movie or or um or or you know even do exercise an exercise activity you are benefiting in some way the game's still going to exist the art's still going to exist the the exercise uh, is going to like like uh, improve your overall health the the best you could argue is is continuously playing a, a game like poker might work your mind to a certain to, to a certain way that that there might be some 
ancillary benefits there. But aside from that, really gambling is in the moment. It is, you are living it in the moment and then it's over. Uh, decisions are made, uh, money is won and lost, and then it's done. And so in the end, I, I think because of that, because it really negatively affects some, but really, you know, can positively affect others, it's a hubbubaloo about nothing. It's it's bullshit. Gambling is bullshit. Uh, interesting to see that we all come down three different ways. Uh, any closing thoughts on it that anyone wanted to add? No, I well, I I just finished mine, but yeah. uh, uh, I it, it kind of gets into those situations when we're done a verdict, where like, do we want to pick on other other people's <laughs> verdicts or whatever? Yeah. Because because mine was the last to to be given. I I definitely am more sensitive to it than you guys, but I'm not sure. I'm open to discussing verdicts after the fact, uh, but I do feel that like it. I think it can you both be tricky, had, I right? think you had both really good points, and it it is a. You know, it can be really sad on those situations that Mike describes. So, you know, it's a complicated thing, but I think uh, we had a good discussion. I, I also, yeah. yeah, just and and just to shit on Bo's uh, verdict. No, but uh, not to shit on his actual verdict, because I think some of his points were good, but I think the concept of it being related to money management is sort of a misnomer. Like, I mean, we could discuss money another time, but I think sound financial you know, understanding the way money works and how to manage it properly, I think it's very different than gambling um, and understanding risks of gambling because I think those are a very different thing. That's more like understanding addiction and things like that. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad we got a full spread on that one because it is all over the place. Some people love gambling, some people hate it. And there you go. Okay, well, that was an interesting discussion. Uh, I feel like there's still a lot more to say, but we got to move on. So we uh, got a letter in our mailbag here, so I'm just going to go open up the mailbox. Oh. My way, birds. The best thing for a week. Yeah, no, seriously, we got and we have a we have a pretty hefty one. This one's from our lawyer friend Breck. Hi, Breck. Hey, hey Breck. You mean our hipster, our, our hipster friend Breck? Well, our hipster Not, lawyer friend Breck. Good combination. <laughs> He's got both going for him. Actually, of lawyers, I like hipster lawyers better than regular lawyers. Yeah, I really like to actually get him on the show to guest one time. So, Breck, if you're listening, stop being a wuss. All right. Real estate law is so over. That is so last year. <laughs> now it's all about criminal law this year. <laughs> all right, I'm going to read the mail. All right, dear good, bad, bullshit. First, keep the podcast coming. They're great to listen to walking to and from school. Well, great. I'm, we're glad you're enjoying them. Second, manual Thanks, transmissions Brett. rule. Uh, I think people <laughs> like things that allow them to be better, or sorry, hang on. I think people like things that allow them to better understand and connect with products and processes. People like manual transmissions because it not only gives them a bit more control and feedback over a car's performance, but also a satisfaction that comes with the mastery of a technique or appreciation of a process. I think everyone likes this sort of involvement and mastery in some part of their lives. I think another simple example would be baking a simple white cake. This is not a simple example. There's absolutely no difference between between buying a box cake mix and mixing the flour, sugar, baking powder, and baking soda yourself. But the act of measuring, the control one has over proportions, and the nuances you learn about from mixing your own ingredients give some people that same sense of involvement and mastery. I hear once that cake mix used to con- or, hang on. I heard that once cake mix used to contain dehydrated eggs. All you really had to do uh, to make a cake was add water and put it in the oven. However, as soon as cake mixes required fresh eggs to be cracked and stirred into the batter, sales greatly improved. 
People felt like they were actually baking as opposed to just adding water. They enjoyed that extra step of adding eggs to the mix. I don't know if this is actually a true story, but I think it kind of illustrates that same engagement with the process that comes from driving with a manual transmission. Everyone likes has everyone likes has at least one thing like this that they're passionate about. Uh, think about the people who still love the customizability of PCs over iPads, books over e-readers, or growing their own vegetables instead of buying them. Or who really enjoy and appreciate craft beer over a Budweiser? Side note, Budweiser is my favorite beer. When people engage with products, their enjoyment comes from a lot more than just ease of use. All right, well, that example wasn't simple, and that was definitely written by a lawyer. <laughs> it was really long. No, but I, I think that it was long, but uh, I thought it was a pretty good... It was a pretty good analogy, maybe because I also like uh, manual transmissions. But I, <laughs> yeah. but I was like, that was that was pretty well stated. Yeah, no, I, oh, I think, I think so too. In no way does it change my opinion, but I definitely think that it's well stated. Yeah, it was a really well, good also, point that we didn't talk about on the show. I would just yes. say, across from don't 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 apply, you know, your 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 views of manual transmission to something like lovemaking. You, know, you don't want to. Some things are worth I, being good at, even, even if they take time to learn. I, I apply it to masturbation. I'm, you know, in that, in that case, I could get behind it. That, that, that comeback could have been just simple. That comeback could have been better, Crofton. No, no, it was solid. It was solid. All right, all right. So, um, thanks. Breck. That was a good. That was a good letter, though. Thanks, yeah. Breck. Thanks, Breck, for the letter. We really appreciate you writing in. If you'd like to write into the show, you can contact us at goodbadbs at gmail dot com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you about this topic of gambling. Certainly was one of our more controversial ones. Uh, or anything else that you liked or did not like about the show. Um, if you want to find out uh, where we are, a little bit more about us, uh, or subscribe to the show, you can visit gbbpodcast.com. Uh, that's the acronym for Good Bad Bullshit. So gbbpodcast.com. And I think that's uh, about it for our show, guys. Um, you know, Crofton, where can the fine folks... Uh, find you on the internet if they want to know more about you yeah they can find me on twitter at crofton steers and mike uh you know where can they find you not gambling they can find me uh not, not gambling all over the place while i drive around in my <laughs> manual transmission car <laughs> and that's not innuendo you can find me at bo schwartz on twitter and i think that about wraps up the show all right guys it was a pleasure doing the podcast with you thanks for joining us and uh catch you on the next one all right see you boys just one time. Just one time. One time. I need an ace. I need an ace. Anyway, we can force Breck to or cut Breck out of the podcast so he can never undermine my verdict again. That dirty bastard with his well-worded email. Well